You're listening to Run, R-U-N, Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad we could be together today on this podcast. I am your host, Steve Gray, and we're going to talk about everything we can think of through these podcasts about revival, the move of God, the presence of God, the glory of God. But we're also looking at things that hinder revival, hinder those things. Are there things that we can do to uh, incorporate the, the, the move of God into our lives. And we're going to talk about that today because we're, we're actually going to talk about don't fall for Satan's schemes or you could call it this, how to become fully human. And, you know, that's what really Jesus d- did for us. And uh, we, we lose some of our humanity if we don't follow what he says. If we follow what he says, we become fully human. As, as you know, when he came to give us life and give it more abundantly so that we can experience humanity as humans to the fullest measure while still on this earth. I'm not talking about the sweet by and by, but while still on this earth. And so I was reading here from 2 Corinthians chapter 2, and, uh, at, and, and along the way there, he, Paul summarizes and said, we are not ignorant or we are not unaware of Satan's devices or Satan's tricks or Satan's schemes. Well, that's a good statement. I'm not sure everybody's aware of them, but let's talk about it a minute and put it into context because he says, in order that we might not fall or be tricked or outwitted by Satan, we're not unaware of his schemes. Well, in context, he's talking about basically forgiveness. What happened was there's a guy in the church you know, messed up and did some wrong things. And so uh, they, they told him, well, you, you better not go to church here anymore, at least for a while. And then and Paul writes back and says, that's good. You did the right thing. But now, you know what? You need to reaffirm your love to him and you need to forgive him. You need to forgive him. And then he says, because we're not in- ignorant of his devices and schemes. What's that tell you? If we don't forgive, we're going to fall into a trick of the devil. It's a trick. And uh, so what happens is when we, when we don't forgive, everybody knows this, when you don't forgive somebody, it usually doesn't hurt that person. It just hurts you. But when we talk about being fully human, then we understand that, that forgiveness and reaffirming it is so that Satan doesn't outwit us and we lose some of our humanity to living the way that, that we shouldn't live. For instance, if you have unforgiveness, and I say that a lot because most people do, I, I think, they don't take it as seriously as they should, forgiving as seriously as they should. If you have unforgiveness, it'll cause you to be less of a human that Jesus died for you to be, the full life. And so it just knocks you down a notch. Then you add to it, you got bitterness, knocks you down another notch. If you got envy or pride or whatever it is, you just, it just knocks you down to where you're carrying these things. And it's robbing you of living the full life that Jesus died for humanity to live on this earth now. I'm not talking about after we die, how wonderful that's going to be, but it's pretty wonderful now. And we want to bring ourselves up to the highest degree of being human by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
and experience the things of God and experience the things of heaven and experience the word of God alive and salvation alive in our lives. So he tries to outwit us by causing us to hold on to things we shouldn't hold on to. And what happens is then they wear on us. And you, you know how terrible to be bitter about something. Somebody that's bitter, just listen to them long enough and you'll know they're bitter. And it just lowers the rate of humanity to its lowest level where Jesus died to raise us up to the highest level of life. And that's one of the schemes. He says, we're not aware. So he's telling them, you better forgive because it's a trick. There's a scheme in there and it'll cause you, in my words, to be less human rather than uh, fully human. So we are now, do you know this? We are now through Jesus, make that clear. Through Jesus, we are now the, the new humanity. Or one, one version says, we are a new race. God created a new race see, because we're people born on the earth but filled with the spirit of heaven. Well, we're kind of a new human being, a new race where earth and heaven have come together in a human being. And so we're kind of a new kind of race. And so everybody who comes to Jesus joins the new race, joins the new humanity. And so once we do that, we want to get rid of every trick of the devil that would cause us to, to be robbed of being fully human as we can be. And having, you know, life restored, innocence restored, joy restored, uh, maybe even things restored, right? And so we want to be the, the new humanity and, and reaffirm our love to other people. That's what we do. We reaffirm. Sometimes you affirm, but then they let you down. They disappoint you. And uh, so you're going to hold a grudge against them or whatever. And uh, so you become less human. You lower humanity, a lower level of human than the full humanity that just reaffirms their love. Just go ahead and forgive them and, and let's move on with this, right? Let's move on. So anyway, when we begin to, we begin to pray then, uh, like we do, I grew up in a church and we, we said what we call the Lord's Prayer, you know, we said it every Sunday. And you know, growing up in that just as a kid, I dropped out of church later, just out of boredom, I think, but, uh, but uh because I didn't, I didn't know anything. And so, but what we did, we said that Lord's Prayer every Sunday. And I don't think I ever paid attention to what it said. And here's all these adults there. I'm just a kid. I don't think they understood what they were saying. When we began to say, thy kingdom come, you know, that line, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do you realize what we're saying on earth, on earth? We were praying and maybe didn't even realize what we were praying. If we don't realize what we're praying, it's hard to put our faith to it, but we said it anyway. And it, it's basically saying, if God's kingdom comes, then God's rule, God's rulership will come. God's will and God's rule go together. And when we say, thy will be done, then that's the evidence that the kingdom of God is among us and that we're living in the kingdom of God because we are the people that are putting forth the will of God through our lives. And that's the kingdom of God is wherever he rules. And so, um, so in, in the book of Mark, in the first chapter, it says, you know, believe the good news, repent and believe the good news. He said, the time of the kingdom of God has come. Now repent and believe the good news. Of course, the good news is that there's another kingdom here, and Jesus is the king, and now we can live in it, and uh, let God rule through us, in us, I should say, first in us, and then come out of us. And so, if you want the kingdom of God operating in your life, you've got to let God rule. 
God's got to rule because he rules his kingdom. Otherwise, you're still fooling around with the, another kingdom and you get tricked because uh, all these things we're talking about, like unforgiveness and bitterness and pride and all that kind of stuff, that's not in his kingdom. And so we want to get ourselves in God's rule and the kingdom of God. Where's the kingdom of God? People say, I don't see the kingdom of God because uh, there's still wars or there's still famines or there's still COVID or whatever. And so where's the kingdom of God? Well, the kingdom of God is wherever Jesus is able to rule as king. So you can make your household the kingdom of God and just let him rule and reign. You make your heart a place where he rules and reigns. So wherever God rules, uh, then we create the atmosphere of heaven or the kingdom of God. Now, a lot of a lot of churches, you know, around the world have asked me so many, many times since I led the Smith and Outpouring in the Kansas City Revival. You know, what do you do? How do you get it? How do you get there? And it seems like I think they're expecting, expecting maybe a set of rules or something. And, you know, you got to be this holy. You got to be that sacred. And you got to never make a mistake, you know, or else God's just not going to come to us. You know, we're just not good enough. I don't know. I've had people say that to me, but. That's not what we did or what we do. What we try to do is make, is make the Holy Spirit comfortable. You, you, want, you want the Holy Spirit in your household? You want the work of the Spirit of God, the power of God, the presence of God? When you pray, you notice the, the, the presence of God is near and fulfilling His promises? Well, how do you do that, whether it be a church or your personal life or at home or just you? However you do that is you, we create the atmosphere of heaven before church or before we pray or in our homes and realize what's, what's in heaven because that's what Jesus prayed. Thy will be done on earth as it's happening in heaven. All right, well, what's happening in heaven? Well, not a lot of stuff happening in church and a lot of stuff happening in our lives and happening in our homes where there's stress and bickering and fighting and there's power struggles and people are mad at each other and, and bitter and their disappointment and I haven't been treated right. Oh, the list just goes on and on and on. And uh, then, they, then people bring that into church. And, you know, the pastor disappointed me and he let me down. And the choir director or the worship leader, you know, I thought I'd be the soloist and they let me down. And, and uh, then I came in to my favorite seat and, oh boy, some visitor sat in my seat. And I'm just, uh, they should have known better and saved it for me. And so it just goes on and on. Well, none of those things are happening in heaven now. We can't say, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven if it isn't happening in heaven. So what we tried to do, we start having prayer before church, all these services. You've, a lot of churches do that. We called it pre-service prayer. And we'd have, a, and, and when we were in the country, we'd have a good hour of prayer. People would come and pray, and, 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 and it wasn't uh, visitors. We had, you know, lots and lots of visitors. But it wasn't the visitors, it was our church folks. And they would get together and pray and release themselves from things maybe that happened during the day or happened at home or something that disturbing. And go ahead, let's pray ahead of time. So when the service starts, we have already created an atmosphere where there's not unforgiveness, there's not bitterness, nobody's cranky. We got rid of our stress. We're looking to God to do great things. And so that atmosphere, we found out, is comfortable for the Holy Spirit because that's what it's like in heaven. So we tried to create the atmosphere of heaven on earth as best as we can as human beings. Well, you could just say, well, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm only human. I'm only human. That's kind of belittling us a little bit because Jesus died for you to be fully human, whatever that is. 
We may not, have, we may not even understand how full we could be, the fullness of God. But anyway, we, we need to go for it. And so... Um, Imagine that, a place where God's rule is, and imagine the atmosphere of heaven is going along, and there's no unforgiveness, there's no spiritual offense, and no hurt feelings. You know, in that, boy, do we, do we live in a society where everybody's got hurt feelings. Well, he hurt my feelings. Well, she hurt my feelings. What's wrong? They hurt my feelings. And can you imagine somebody saying that in heaven? No, there's no hurt feelings in heaven, so we get rid of that. We don't bring our hurt feelings in or our disappointments or our criticism. Or we let go of the things that don't matter, and we fix our eyes on Jesus, and we let him know, you're the one we want. Our whole goal is to not make me feel better. My whole goal is to make you feel better so you'll show up in your power and start going to church with us. And then we'll start seeing results and that reviving power. We'll start coming alive in ourselves, in our spirits, in our mind, in our will. You might even get your sense of humor back. Yeah, a real gift from God. You might be a funny guy, huh? Funny gal, just in the making. Because God's going to free you. Because fully human beings, they laugh and they enjoy and they have the joy of the Lord and they enjoy people and uh, all the gifts that God's given us and all the things he's, he's provided. So as we move along with this, then uh, we, we want to kind of ask ourselves the question, are you tired of living? with continual hurt, hurt feelings, hurt pride, <laughs> and uh, just, just all the things that go along with a hurt society, and we're a pretty hurting society right now. If you can step out of it, which you can, because Jesus stepped out of it, and through his power and his presence, but if you don't, the, then it, it gets really tough. It's tough to do. And what we want to do is get out of the devil's scheme, and the devil's scheme is to get you to focus on your wounds rather than on your healing. Focus on your wounds rather than on your healing. And so we're just wounded-minded church folks that we forget what the psalmist said, that he binds up the brokenhearted and he heals the wounded soul. That's what he does. But if we're going to hold on to it because we want to, people want to, you know, uh, people that have unforgiveness or anger or it's at somebody or they're critical, they want to be that way. There's no power for there's no power bigger for the Christian that oh I just can't. It just we we want to be that way. We want to be angry. We want to be mad at people. We want to have our way. And yet we've been called to be a living sacrifice. So we need to focus on our healing and our on our humanity that Jesus has provided. And when we do that, we're not only doing because it, it makes us more fully human, but we're creating an atmosphere that the Holy Spirit is used to operating in. And so then the kingdom of God can, can come forth. So just remember, you know, it's the kingdom of God, and it's not a club for wounded soldiers. It's a place for humanity to be restored to its fullest measure. And that's big because... There's a big, there's a huge trend to make Sunday service or church services center around everybody's hurts, everybody's disappointments, and try to get them through that another week, as opposed to getting them transformed and accepting the new humanity. Heaven and earth have come together in a person. First it was Jesus. And now it's you, if you're, if you're a believer and you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And then we can have a revival, the, of, a revival of his presence, of his goodness, of his greatness, and share it with the world to a great awakening. So, 
you know, if you let's just think about this. What would be a good goal for us to move on now to just practically do it? Well, here's what uh, I, I'm, I might talk about this next time, too. But here's what I like about it. Because of what Jesus has done, I'm tired of having hurt feelings. I'm going to stand up in the full humanity and you can't hurt me. You can't even hurt my feelings because I've laid that over. I'm not going to live by my feelings all the time. I'm going to walk by faith. And that'd be the ultimate, wouldn't it? When we can't, when our feelings won't get hurt anymore because we've laid down our lives and said, Jesus, you're more important than my feelings. Well, I hope you're getting this today. We want to have a great move of God across America and in your life and in your home and in our churches that opens up the heaven and he comes down in a rush of power and glory. But there's some things we can do and that's create an atmosphere that makes Jesus comfortable, the Holy Spirit comfortable, so he'll show up in power in our lives. Thanks for listening today. Till next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.